Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. Got a nice chat lined up for you today. My guest is Joe Duffy from from Pulumi. Joe, are you there? I'm here. Great to be here, Alan. Fantastic. Hey, Joe, thanks for being a guest on DevOps Chat. Um, You know, one of the things we like to do is highlight up-and-coming and and interesting companies in the space, and and we thought Pulumi would would be an interesting one. I'm going to ask you to give our audience a little bit of a, uh, a background on this. Yeah, so Pulumi, we started Pulumi a couple years ago, and really the reason we started it was, you know, there's all this cloud computing capabilities that are coming, you know, up and coming with containers and serverless and more hosted infrastructure and Kubernetes. And, and what we found was, you know, a lot, of, a lot of teams want to be able to be more productive in that environment. They want to use the latest and greatest. They want, they want to enable their development teams to be maybe a little bit more self-serve, uh, even though maybe the DevOps teams still hold the keys to the kingdom in terms of, you know, security and networking and clustering. But what we found was, you know, the state of the art today is kind of, you know, I would say still a couple iterations behind where the public cloud capabilities are today in terms of just the tools and practices that that DevOps teams and developers are using. So Pulumi was basically a reimagination of all the way from how do you create modern, you know, applications and infrastructure, how do you deploy it, and then how do you manage it uh, within your team afterwards. And so Pulumi is an open source project. Um, a tool for doing infrastructure as code, similar to some other tools, you know, folks might be aware of, um, but then also a modern SaaS platform that uh, allows your whole team to sort of manage the deployment and the management of your cloud software. So Pulumi itself is an open source project. That's right. And then what about kind of the commercial company here behind it? Yeah, so my background is developer tools. So I, I came to this and, you know, I was very firm that, you know, any developer DevOps tools these days just have to be open source. Um, it's the way the world works. People want to be able to contribute for, you know, these things need communities to grow up around them. And so the foundation for the whole company was open source. Um, we did something a little different. A lot of open source companies then go, you know, sell professional services. And it turns out we had an opportunity to develop a SaaS product that you know works with the open source tools so that you know as you're doing deployments it's reliable you get auditing of who changed what and when uh, you can go in in lockdown policies and, and gain insights and so you can think of an analogy sometimes i use is just like git the command line tool is an open source tool mm-hmm. github there's github which helps to make git more usable in your team similarly pulumi is an open source tool and our product helps you to operationalize that in your team, but you don't have to use it. You can always just use the open source tool kind of on its own uh, if you prefer. Yep. So you you mentioned a little bit about your own background in, in developers and devs. Why don't you share with our audience a bit of that background? Yeah, happy to. I, I ended up, you know, I did a few small companies earlier in my career, uh, worked in IT. And then ended up at Microsoft for a good 12, 13 years. Um, I didn't plan to be there that long, but you know, I was always having fun and learning new things. And the thing I did there was I worked on you know early .NET uh, platform and developer tools my whole time there. So that included I was on the C sharp you know design team for a while. 
I actually created a new programming language while I was there. Uh, and then before I left, I was, I was managing all the teams doing you know, programming languages and, and Visual Studio tooling and, and things like that at Microsoft. Um, and I think that background really gave me a different perspective when I came to this space. I expected great productivity. I expected you know, best practices and security to be easy. Uh, I expected it to be easy to fire up an IDE and get great, you know, yeah, insights into kind of the code that I was writing and make make it easier to share with my fellow coworkers. And I found infrastructure as code, even though it was called code, was just so far from what I was used to coming from a developer tooling background. And so that was kind of the genesis that led to Pulumi. Interesting, interesting. So, you know, the, the, the fact that you have sort of this SaaS-based company operating on top of the open source. Joe, if you don't mind, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the open source aspect of it, though. And, you know, I've been around open source now for 20 plus years, right? And in my mind, we've seen sort of an evolution in open source culture and open source state of the art. So when I was, you know, much younger, it was sort of a the cathedral and bizarre stage of open source, right? Where it was free as in freedom, free as in beer. Richard Stallman said death to all the corporate types, you know, or what have you. <laughs> but but the bottom line is, is like no one owned the open source project, right? It truly was a community driven thing. And a lot of companies wouldn't use open source as a result. Then we went through a period where, you know, open source projects seemed to have a big brother. You know, there was a benefactor, a daddy Warbucks, who kind of financed the projects as well as um, financed the projects as well as kind of managed them. And, and quite frankly, they contributed 99.8% of the code as well. Right. So though they were open and that other people could source code, it was it was a small cabal of people who really managed it. And it was generally a company. And and now we see people are like the foundation era of open source, if you will. Where people are are um, you know donating I guess if that's a word, donating. Yeah. They're giving the open source projects over to these not-for-profit foundations, which quite frankly, very often have a, a, a board of directors, right? That's owned by, um, by the, uh, by the corporations anyway, but it, at least on its appearance, it's a not-for-profit foundation. And, and so, I I quite I ask, you know, is that something that's in Palumi's future here? If not, why? What do you think? Yeah, it's a great question. I and I've been grow up, you know, despite having been at Microsoft, who is not always open source friendly. Uh, definitely these days, you know, before I left, my you know one of my favorite projects was I was in charge of putting together a team that took .NET open source cross platform, and that was kind of a renaissance moment for Microsoft. Um, but, you know, before I joined Microsoft, I did all my work on, you know, Sun, Solaris, Spark stations, Linux. You know, I, I was definitely grew up in that culture, the cathedral bizarre culture as well. Um, and I've seen, you know, there's been a, a big shift. Uh, 
including, you know, you see recently there's been more, you know, these relicensing efforts that are sort of, you know, barring use of open source projects if you're competing with the, the benefactor, if you will, which, you know, to me, Adam Jacobs has a great, you know, the founder of Chef has a great, yeah. great take on this. And I completely agree with him. For me, one of the key things with Pulumi was we monetize a service that actually adds value beyond just the open source. To me, that's that's the key. Is I, I think you hit it right on. You hit it. You hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah, you don't you don't try to force false economics onto an open source project. It is what it is. You open sourced it for a reason because you wanted to build a community. You wanted to, people to be able to fork it and create their own variations. Or you know, for us, you know, we're starting to to collaborate a lot more with the cloud providers, and and we want AWS, Azure, Google Cloud, and Kubernetes engineers to be able to contribute. There's actually good reason why we want this to be open source. We don't want to hold it back. Um, Sounds like we got an emergency over there. Yeah, sorry about that. No problem, Joe. It's yeah, but, but in terms of you know the, the benefactors in, in giving it away, I think um, you know it's all, you never say never. I think uh, if there was a real reason to do that, and there was an opportunity for say the CNCF to take part of Pulumi and bring it to a broader audience, I think, you know, we're definitely open to that. For example, one area that we think of is, hey, you know, there are a lot of these infrastructure as code tools that have to go reinvent the wheel when they want to interface with the cloud providers. And you look at some of the work Google did with magic modules and, and you know, all the other cloud providers kind of, you know, looking to make their platforms more automation friendly. I think there's some opportunities there, but I don't think we're gonna go and, and just give away, you know, the Plumi open source project so that as a marketing, you know, thing, a lot of this comes down to marketing, right? You know, people give their project away and then they can go, you know, say, hey, it's a, it's a third party, but it's it's usually a marketing thing. People view it as a way to get distribution for their open source project by putting it into an existing channel. And Pulumi's doing just fine kind of on our current course and speed. I don't think we're gonna go do it for that reason, for example. Just to do it, to, to do it doesn't make sense. There's yeah. got to be good reason. I get it. Um, so, Joe, what's new with Pulumi? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. We, we've only been out of stealth for a little over a year, so the project is still quite new, but um, we've seen a lot more enterprise adoption than, frankly, I had expected at the stage of the project. Um, you know, we had our first Fortune 50 customer, you know, within two weeks of launching, come up to us and ask, you know, hey, can we buy the enterprise product? And at the time we didn't really have uh, anything that I would call an enterprise product, but, you know, we worked with them. And and I, over the last, you know, six months in particular, we've seen a lot more enterprises picking up Pulumi, using it at scale, you know, to power their infrastructure. And so we focus a lot on reliability, um, security, some of the, the fundamentals, uh, but then also solving for end-to-end -end use cases. I think it's some of the second-order effects of using Pulumi in an organization that are really fueling growth. For example, a lot more operations teams want to empower their developers to be a little bit more self-serve, um, but still have those guardrails in place so they know developers aren't going to accidentally do the wrong thing. Um, a lot more people are trying to do continuous delivery of infrastructure at scale. So, you know, Tableau is one of my favorite partners we've worked closely with. They've got dozens of production environments and they're using Pulumi to, to manage that complexity. 
And so we've really been focusing on solutions uh, more than anything else and, and, and enterprise maturity. Makes sense. Um, and, you know, we, we're living in a, I don't want to use the term golden age, but it's uh, it's interesting times, right? In in terms of you know how we're developing and deploying and monitoring software, data, applications, and all of that. You know, Kubernetes. I know you know every everybody has to have a story around Kubernetes today, right? Well, how are you playing in that world? You mentioned Chef and companies like Chef and Puppet, which were, you know, leading DevOps uh, uh, players, you know, five, four or five years ago. I mean, it's just this has had a profound effect on all of them. I'm wondering what, what effect Kubernetes or how is Kubernetes playing into what you guys do? Yeah, we, we definitely see Kubernetes uh, a lot in customers we're working with. I, I also think Kubernetes really is one tool in the tool belt. Um, and I think that's one of the key things that differentiates Pulumi is that we've embraced Kubernetes from day one. Uh, we, we always, you know, we've been a fan, we've been helping customers adopt Kubernetes. It's been a significant source of growth for us, in fact. Um, I would say about half of our customers are using Pulumi with Kubernetes in one uh, manner or another. I, I think the way I say it is, People don't come to Pulumi specifically because of Kubernetes, but Kubernetes is often a catalyst to really sort of reimagine or take a step back and think, hey, how are we going to do modern software delivery in this in this new world? Um, the thing is, though, you know, for a lot of customers, um, you know, we, we, we have plenty of customers that are using AWS Fargate and ECS, for example, and have elected not to go down the Kubernetes route. And, mm -hmm. you know, Especially for smaller customers, or if you're not if you're not at the stage where you're really willing to retrain your entire operations staff on how to manage a Kubernetes cluster, often the alternatives are are better solutions. I would say the other the other key thing is you know not everything needs to be a Kubernetes service. You know, plenty of AWS customers are better off using RDS and Aurora and some of the host offerings, and not not trying to you know, manage a container with persistent volumes and, and, and that sort of thing. You can kind of, by using the hosted services in whether it's AWS, Azure, Google Cloud, uh, Cloudflare even, you know, whatever your service provider is, you can often outsource a lot of the heavy lifting um, and not even have to go there. Even if Kubernetes is part of the picture, right? You're using Kubernetes to manage the compute maybe, but maybe not the data plane. And so we see a broad range of solutions, but I think that the key is, I don't think it's an all or nothing sort of thing. And the same is true of serverless, by the way. Um, we see plenty of customers augmenting container-based stacks with serverless. Uh, it's not all or nothing. And I think that's been a philosophy we've taken from day one, and it's really paid off because it allows us to cater to all the different permutations that we see in the wild with customers uh, adopting containers, serverless, Kubernetes, and, and even more. Got it, got it. Joe, we're, as, I, as I mentioned to you off, off mic when we started, these, these things go, go fairly quickly, and we're, we're just about out of time. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you have the last word here. What, what, what do you, what, you know, give me, what do you want people most to find when they're listening to this? What should they really focus in the most? Yeah, I think 
I see this huge sea change happening right now where we're really trying, I think what we're all trying to do is figure out how do we maximize, you know, the the output we get out of our organizations. How do we how do we ensure that DevOps teams are working well with developers? And how do we ensure app developers can kind of move fast and but still, you know, not uh, step not color outside the lines. Um, and I think you know uh, today this there's still a hard wall between teams in many of the companies that we work with and talk to. And I think really laying the foundation for the next ten years where ops, DevOps, SecOps, and developers can ef effectively collaborate, share best practices, build amazing innovative software. I think that's that's the key challenge I think we all face. And Pulumi, you know, we're, we're just getting started, but I think uh, I think we, we're laying in a very important foundation that we can then build on top of. So it's open source, free to check out. So I'd encourage everybody to, to give it a try. We've got a community Slack with thousands of people there, you know, willing to help out and, and and uh, talk about infrastructure. So eager to hear what folks think. Got it. Hey, Joe Duffy from Pulumi, thanks for being our guest this episode of DevOps Chat. Uh, continued success with Pulumi, and we'll check in again soon. Thanks, Alan. I had fun. Not a problem. Thank you very much, Joe. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. You just listened to another DevOps Chat. <laughs>